0: tim and tom
1: i had a bit of an embarrassing moment but only for me i shared with you this off air a few days ago and i guess we'll just share it with the listeners so i guess here here's my question to you and the audience and then i'll share what the embarrassing story was have you ever with your significant other whether that's a wife uh husband boyfriend girlfriend however it is like the celebrity, you know, crushes like, oh, you know, you're my girl, you're my guy, but I really like this celebrity. It, and it's Here's because my it's
2: three. uh, right. the, the idea is, I get to do whatever with any of these celebrities, and you can't say anything. That's my list.
1: And right. Exactly. Right. It's that. It's that. They're they're not really f- people. Uh, they're celebrities, so it's fun. Ah, right. look at them on the TV, right? Let's right. just name a few that we 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 like a lot, right? Yeah. So, me and Emily were doing that of yeah. several months ago, and I just happened to say Abby Eden yeah, from yeah. Fox Four News, yeah. right? I was like, yeah. oh, Abby, she's I just oh, uh, right, yeah. she's so cute. Just look at her. I just I just want to give her a hug. I just want to give her a hug. I just want her to read me the best news stories of the day. That's all. <laughs> you yeah. know, like. That's, right, of yeah, right. of course. You know, look at her. It's Abby yeah. and she's so nice and she reads the news so well. Okay. So that was several months ago. Let's uh, fast forward to this week. And uh, as you guys know, who have uh, listened to multiple episodes, I work a 10 to 7 shift right now at my current job. So what I do is I run in the morning and I run in the morning at Planet Fitness because... All I need is a treadmill. Let's not try to act like I'm going to pay more money for a treadmill when I can get it for $10 a month. I'm at Planet Fitness and I'm running and I'm just enjoying my day. Just do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You know? And in the morning, there's not a lot of people there. Enough to you know not feel awkward, but it's not packed. Right, right. And so there's plenty of options to jump on a treadmill on either side of me and in front of me because I'm on the back row at this time. I notice someone gets onto the treadmill next to me as I'm running and who is it? <laughs> it's Abby Eden. <laughs> and so she has no idea of this right, conversation, of right. <laughs> but to me, this is Abby Eden who reads me the morning news it used to be the late news, uh, evening news, but now it's the morning news. And so I'm like, okay, keep your heart rate down. Focus <laughs> on the running. And don't like, don't you know? trip
2: on the treadmill.
1: Don't, trip, don't stare, you yeah, know, obviously stare. you don't want to get kicked out of a gym,
2: uh-huh. but here you're already she is. sweating. So you're cool there. Right,
1: Exactly. So yeah, I, I, I at least pass with that, but here she is <laughs> now. I didn't do anything, obviously. I awkwardly said hello after about, I want to say 15 to 20 seconds of running. Cause I was like, I realized who it was. I processed it, kept running a little bit. And then I was like, well, I might look over and glance. So I might as well just say hi. So I looked over and glanced. And I said hi and she's like hello. The entire run was just me going like don't look at her. Keep uh, running, don't look, at look her. forward. Uh-huh. Now flex. she flex, yeah, right flex. <laughs> now she was with a friend or, yeah. or a relative, I'm not sure, sure. very pregnant, but very oh, pregnant. Okay. All right, right, right. Uh, and just, you know, talking about her day. I could have not even been there and it wouldn't affect it either way. So there I am just running and I was like, I don't know what to do, but why? I don't need to do anything. I have a wonderful girlfriend and I do. She's amazing. So one of those celebrity crushes I ran into and I love how people are always like, well, you know what I would do? <laughs> you know what you would really do? You do what I would do and just go, don't stare Right. doing you your, your thing. And you- man.
2: You would respectfully but awkwardly say hello, and that would be it.
1: Yeah, and then you would text your friend and your girlfriend about the current situation and hope that you don't have a heart attack.
2: Yeah, man, you can't go local on your what celebrity hall pass? Do I, I get?
1: Watch, <laughs> I watch a lot of local news. I'm like I to watch go a local. Lot. It's I supposed know. to be this
2: far off person who doesn't really exist in your life. Abby Eaton shops at the same High V you do, man. You can't do that. I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> i let Abby Eaton get things delivered to her. and She has her own home gym. What is she doing at a Planet of fitness? You know, it's really on her. She oh, shouldn't yeah. have, yeah,
2: really she her should fault, have been
1: there. This really is her fault. This is all her fault. So really, what happened this week is I was persecuted for no good reason.
2: Oh, you got persecuted.
1: Yeah, and I was I was mentally distraught because of a celebrity who chose to take it upon herself to invade my privacy.
2: Especially right after your two year anniversary. I mean that's pretty disrespectful. You know?
1: That and, is so disrespectful. Yeah. And she listens, she knew
2: Oh, she knows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Sure. No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever shared that, but yeah. No. So <laughs> I, Yeah. So uh, how did so
2: how yeah. did Emily take that? Was she like mm hmm?
1: She just goes, uh, "When are you going to work?" And I was like, oh, "I'm going to work soon."
0: So, yeah, it, it went fine. It went smooth,
1: okay, swimmingly, right. as okay. as they say.
0: Tim and Tom
1: how about you how was your week
2: pretty good man over the weekend we had two soccer games both successful two and over the weekend he played goalie in the second half of both of those games
1: and he four. wanted to play
2: goalie, right He's been wanting to play goalie for a long time and had not got the opportunity and did uh on these games and did pretty well he had four saves to one goal uh in the in the one game and then uh six saves to two goals uh in the other one the defense wasn't helping him out a whole lot there Uh, So it was a fun time man It was fun there doing that Um, Saturday night I went to We went back to the 80's
1: Tom Well don't you always right You know when it gets crazy on a Saturday night You say I want Big hair and not To know if I'm talking to a man or a woman
2: And I want to go Listen to contemporary music Whilst rolling around In an outfitted warehouse on Roller skates Yeah, we went to a skating rink uh, with the family and and some of the daughter's friends, and we uh, went to the skating park. I did not skate personally, uh, just because I knew that wasn't going to go well. Uh, I also, um, kind of, little disclosure, uh, we've talked about this on other shows, got a a little bit of a uh, uh, knee and ankle issue, where I was like, yeah, skating's probably not the thing for me, I'll sit here and eat bad pizza uh, from a sketchy uh, pseudo-kitchen Uh, that they have at these places you remember these places you haven't been to one in a while i'm assuming
1: oh last time i went to a skating rink was uh middle school eighth grade
2: so set the tone there you walk in you probably got this little uh uh, counter where you're getting your skates you've got the little cubbies to put your skates in a sit-down spot Mm -hmm. and then you've got the little gross roach coach you know where you're gonna get your pizza popcorn pretzels with cheese Mm-hmm. And um, you know that kind of stuff, and then so we're talking the eighties here, right? This is you'd have that, and then you have the open skating rink. They got some lights flashing, the guys talking on the wall, you stand
1: on the wall, right? That whole thing. Yeah, everything smells like a like a musky towel, right? Like like a towel that was washed, but then never put in the dryer. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it always smells like that there.
2: So that's what it was like then. Now it's like that, except they play Pitbull. Not much of a difference.
1: It's, I feel like Pitbull is the perfect artist for a skating rink. I, I don't like, know. So that, I, went, yeah. I went in the 90s, and then in the 90s, the perfect artist for a skating rink was TLC. No scrubs. Yeah. Scrubs.
2: Oh, no, no, no. no. no I went late 80s, and I'm talking poison, Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But yeah, Pitbull.
1: Uh, yeah. pitbull well, is you know, like yeah that is a great sure. definition and i don't know what this.
2: it was uh, you know i mean they played oh they played uh gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang that kind of stuff you know what i mean whatever contemporary whatever the young kids are the stupid boy let me tell you there was a lot of young kids running around and man that can get unnerving when you're an old man such as myself yeah you know? yeah yeah you're old like you it's a lot of oh. sensory overload it is a lot of noise and flashing lights, right?
1: Like, it's tough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it, it would be tough for me, mm-hmm. but for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have a heart attack, I'd be shocked.
2: A friend Clayton
1: fell pretty hard and he just had
2: to lay there for a while. He was kind of skating by us, right? We're sitting <laughs> on the wall.
1: <laughs> so we're sk-
2: you're skating <laughs> now to be clear we had two claytons with us one clayton is my daughter's friend and one clayton is like my wife and our and our friend right he comes helps us with some stuff around the house quite the handy oh, okay.
1: we've <laughs> talked about clayton before so Clayton's yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. he's he's with us that clayton our friend clayton the other clayton we were going there mostly because of him because he's my daughter's friend and they kind of said this thing hey we want to go skating because apparently he skates a whole lot like he brought his own skates with him to the house in anticipation of us going to the skate party right so we were there for that kind of, and then our friend Clayton, he's like, "Well, I'll get out there, right? You're like, yeah, I'm skating a while, but I'll get out there and try it." And he's <laughs> coming around, and he just goes past me, and I'm kind of watching over my shoulder, watching him skate by, and I see the the little wobble, right, the back and forth, like <laughs> whoa, and I was like, oh, and I know Clayton, I was like. Clayton will not recover from this, right? This is not going to be like, oh, man, he almost lost it there. This is going to end badly. Well, it ended cartoon badly. I mean, I'm talking the legs give out and just (laughs) back, bam, just back bump, right? Just bam. And then he kind of like puts his hands under the, you know, like the small of his back and he's just laying there. And I was like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? I start looking around like, anybody see that, right? I'm like looking for the workers. And then I'm like, you're all right over there. My wife comes skating around, checks on him. And the workers come over, and they're like, You alright, buddy? Man, what's going on? And he's like, Yeah, man, I just need to lay hair a little bit. I just you know what I mean? He's just like <laughs> <laughs> right? he's just like, yeah. And then he like they get him up. They're like, All right, man, you need help? You need like an ice pack? He's like, Yeah, I'll get an ice pack, whatever. And he's like, I'm just gonna go sit down. Now we're on the wall, right? And uh the entrance and onto those rates is just a little cut in the stone wall there, you know. So he like looks over at that entrance all the way over there and he goes, I'm gonna climb over this wall, all right? And they were like, Well, uh, and he's like, Yeah, all right. And he just, he's like, I'm not skating all the way back, right? Like he just climbed over the wall. He's like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, yeah, all right, whatever. Man. The guy fell. Uh, Let him have it, right? So, yeah, that so is awesome. yeah. Um, The skating park was a little, it was a trip back in time. And it was like a whoop. It was kind of a, an intense uh, experience. Although, you know, the family did have fun and, and whatnot. So, and we had some terrible pizza. Um, and then Sunday we watched Selection Sunday, which was also really terrible. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, no. But, and we're going to get into the NCAA tournament in our next segment when we talk to Cody Tapp of 810WHB, the AM radio station, great local sports radio station. We're going to talk to him on one of our sports updates. We're going to talk about our local teams and just March Madness in general. We're going to Metro Madness going on here. That's in our next segment. But uh, the Selection Sunday, you've seen those before. They go
1: mm-hmm. in
2: the east mm-hmm. bracket, bah, ba in the west bracket. Well, well, they decided not to do that this time.
1: And- oh, I read about it. They went alphabetical order. Uh,
2: And they took forever, and they just like all you did was stare at like the six teams they were talking about now in the alphabetical order, right? And they were like, All right, Arizona, blah. And you were just staring at this. And of course, whenever they did show somebody talking, the audio was off like they had had the audio on delay or something. I don't know, it was really bad, just was not going over well. They should probably ditch that routine, uh, or at least do some fine tuning to it. But that was prime because. Well, I'm excited, Tom. It's NCAA. It's March Madness. Uh, We're going to get into that heavy in the next segment, but I am excited for that. That's my gig. You know, I love the college basketball. So uh, that was kind of uh, how the weekend ended. And then, um, oh, we did go to Ikea. I'm happy for this one. Uh, You went to Ikea recently. We also went there to Mm -hmm. get a few things. And Tom, I'm proud to announce, got a new podcast chair. Put it together last night. Podcast chair.
1: Of course you would have to put it together.
2: Podcast chair. It came in the tiniest box. Tom you can see the chair and anybody with the enhanced radio can't every part other than the seat that you sit on and the back, all the parts, right? The, the arms, the wheels, the legs, the stand fit Uh in the back, right? There's a zipper. All the parts were in that. So it's just this tiny little flat box. I was like, this is really neat. Put it together. New podcast chair. (laughs)
0: Tim and Tom.
1: You were talking about the March Madness Selection Sunday. Another bracket was released, Mm -hmm. and it was actually done in part by a past guest of Tim and Tom, the Royal Chief. I think the main contributor is uh, Carrington Harrison from 610. Now, Twitter was all over this. So, locally made by Carrington Harrison and... Input by the Royal Chief, who has been on a past uh, episode of Tim and Tom, who you can hear from time to time. But Twitter went nuts over this new March Madness tournament. And I'll give you a guess. What do you think the March Madness tournament, bracket-style, 1-16 to seed, four different regions, was about? Fun fact, it wasn't about
2: sports. Yeah, if you told me it's coming out of Kansas City, and I wasn't from Kansas City, I'd say, Best Barbecue Joints, or... You know, some other such nonsense like that, but it in
1: fact was not. Right. No, they went real deep and got some deep cuts. Uh they made a March Madness one through sixteen seed four bracket style tournament mm-hmm. of Kanye Madness. Now, you have the Northwest, you have Chicago, yeah. you have Saint, and you have Donda. Now, this was so well thought out. Obviously. Just like with any bracket, there were some bubble teams, uh, or in this case, bubble songs that didn't make it. Some that were left off, but man, you have Monster, Heartless. Now, if you're a Kanye West fan, you're going to know these songs. If you're not a Kanye West fan, at least appreciate, and I'm being serious here, that there's this many outstanding in my opinion outstanding Kanye West songs what would you say is is your favorite Kanye song I'll see if I can find it here on the uh the bracketology as it is
2: when you asked me this I said uh because I don't I know some Kanye West songs because obviously there are so many Kanye West songs out there but what I've never done is went and got myself like a Kanye West album and just listened to it front to back so I don't know all of the non everybody knows this song songs of kanye west right so what immediately sprang to mind was heartless i do know every time i hear that i'm like yeah that
1: song is awesome so heartless is actually in the donda uh bracket against monster so yeah there you go what's the seed? uh let me see here it is from what i can tell it's a little bit smaller and i apologize because i have bad eyes but i Hmm. think it is an eight seed Hmm. wait a minute nope it is a Nine seed. So it I is a not
2: taste seed. in Kanye West music,
1: <laughs> but I tell you what, they've got, uh, songs like amazing Jesus walks. Uh, like you said, heartless. Hey mama, uh, never let me down. Uh, what else do they have? All falls down. Touch the sky. "Street Lights." Third. I mean, goodness. Sake, Famous, uh, uh-huh. love lockdown. Um, amazing. It's just, it's incredible. Uh, I filled one out. I had, um, Actually, I went chalk, and I had ooh. Jesus Walks. I gotcha. love Jesus Walks. I love Jesus Walks. I love Amazing. Um, and I also love Heartless is a good one, too.
2: Yeah, uh, I like Heartless.
1: All, all of the lights. All of the lights. All of the lights. Ooh, that's a good one, too. But I went with, uh, as I mentioned, Jesus Walks. Uh, that first single, whew, well, for me, it was the first single that I heard. Hit me like a ton of bricks. Loved it. Uh, still love it. When it comes on, gets me pumped up. Uh, and I liked it. So yeah, that's what I went with.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: What's almost becoming now a staple every summer is the Stockyards District's Boulevardia. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this?
2: I, I mean, I've, I'm familiar with the name of it, but I don't know that I've ever dug into too much of what it is.
1: Oh my goodness. This is amazing. It's a two day event. They have vendors of all kinds, food, specifically beer, yeah, it is like outstanding. I love the Stockyards District. If you've never been, they got Rockstar Burgers. They've got the Stockyards uh, Brewing down there, and now they're really kicking it up with the music. So they they've always had music, and then this year they have uh, turned it up a notch or, or uh, stepped it up a notch, however mm-hmm. you want to say that. And here's just a few. Of the acts that will be in town June 15th and 16th. And again, as it gets closer, I'll recap this event when we get closer to the date. But it was big news in Kansas City. But Tech Nine, Manchester Orchestra, Madison Ward, and the Mama Bear, who is from Independence, Missouri, Bleachers, Sursly, Hembry, Radke, local bands like Run With It. As I mentioned, Tech Nine is the biggest one because he's local and sure. the number one artist or independent artist in the world but yeah to get a band like bleachers guster hembry Sursly, as i mentioned lee fields and the expressions uh, mckenzie nicole clay hughes these are really really good bands i am very excited about this the project h I can't wait, but check it out again. That is Boulevardia, June 15th and 16th in the stockyards district, uh, making some big moves with some big name artists like tech nine, the headliner on Friday night and Saturday night. The headliner is bleachers.
0: Tim and Tom.
2: Stephen Hawking died.
1: Fill me in on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if you've ever listened to more than one episode, you've kind of got a good feel of who I am, right? I'm a, a sports Politics, um, little pop culture, little celebrity news. I like the American history, but, you know, I have my own interest. Mm -hmm. Science is not one of them. So to me, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Everyone, it seemed like, as of this recording, on Pi Day, 3 2018 when Stephen Hawking passed away, were very upset. And I guess I've always heard the name. I've seen him. I know that he's in this pop culture lexicon of just, you know, famous people of being brilliant. But what did he do? Can you fill me in on? Yeah.
2: Well, and as you started asking me this, I kind of realized where you're going with this question. So I want to make sure I do it justice because I mean, I get some of what you're saying. I don't know a whole lot of the exact things that he's done. I pulled up his Wikipedia. Don't, you know, attack me for this. Wikipedia can still give you great information. You just got to know how to make sure. What they're sourcing and whatnot. And I'm not assuming Stephen Hawking's uh, Wikipedia page is going to be currently tampered with at the moment. So we'll trust what it says, right? We'll just read its quick bio and maybe that'll give us a good idea of what exactly he's done, right? So Stephen Mm -hmm. William Hawking was an English theoretical physicist, cosmologist, author and director of research at the Center for Theoretical Cosmology within the University of Cambridge. His scientific works included a collaboration with Roger Penrose on gravitational singularity theorems in the framework of general relativity and the theoretical prediction that black holes emit radiation, often called Hawking radiation. Hawking was the first to set out a theory of cosmology explained by a union of the general theory of relativity and quantum mechanics. Are we losing you already, Tom? He was a vigorous supporter of the many words interpretation of quantum mechanics. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, He's a lifetime member of the Pontifical Academy of Sciences and a recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian award in the United States. In 2002, Hawking was ranked number 25 in the BBC's poll of 100 Greatest Britons. He was the Lucian Professor of Mathematics at the University of Cambridge between 1979 and 2009. 2009, excuse me, and achieved commercial success with the works of popular science, in which he discusses his own theories in cosmology in general. His book, *A Brief History of Time*, appeared on the British Sunday Times bestseller list for a record-breaking 237 weeks. Hawking had a rare early onset, slow-progressing form of motor neuro disease, also known as amyot—I amy- don't know what else. Is- oh, it's ALS. I got gotcha. you or Lou Gehrig's disease, that gradually paralyzed him over the decades. Even after the loss of his speech, he was still able to communicate through a speech-generating device, initially through the use of a hand mm-hmm. switch, and eventually by using a single cheek muscle. He died on four, uh, uh, you know, March 14, 2018, at the age of 76. So, just one of these really smart guys who helped him figure out a lot of space stuff, using mathematics and, and all that kind of stuff. An Einstein-level kind of brain, if you will. Um, and just obviously very influential on the field of those kind of sciences.
1: Yeah, it seems incredible. Like I said, a lot of that does go over my head because I don't really know what that means. But to that science community, he was an icon, uh, someone that you know they looked to as a pillar of great information. So uh, to them and those who uh, looked up to him and read his work, uh, uh, my condolences. But to me, like I said... He, he wasn't in my lane. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say that if I'm dry, my pop culture lane, he's not, he's not even a blimp on the radar. So it's unfortunate because you know, when anyone dies, it's sad because they won't be with us anymore, at least on earth. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, his family is, is able to deal with the loss in a constructive and, uh, good matter or manner, I should yeah. say. And, uh, but yeah, definitely a huge pop culture guy because I saw him on episodes of like Big Bang Theory. I saw him uh, on episodes of, of uh, other shows as I was growing up. So I, I knew of him, but like I said, you going through that made me very uh, very overwhelmed because of how smart he is and how insignificantly smart I am not.
2: Well, to achieve the rock star level uh, of fame when you're a scientist or a mathematician like that takes doing – something impressive which is things like this i mean he has a radiation named after him right like it's it einstein right. this kind of guy it's one of these people who have who have discovered and or like led us all to the discovery of something everybody goes oh man i don't know if we would have ever figured that out without you you know what i mean like oh right. man what more can you tell us right so uh and i knew enough Definitely. of him through like you said some pop culture and then just in school whenever touching on those subjects, obviously that name always pinged out. Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking, you know, it's, couldn't escape it if you were in studying any of those fields. So yeah, that is sad. It always sucks to see one of the brightest minds on earth, uh, leave earth, I guess. So, uh, you know, as you said, hope, uh, as reasonably can be expected that those, uh, involved are dealing with it. And we will move on to some, uh, a little more uh, upbeat subjects in the next segment here, Tom, we're going to talk to Cody Tapp, as we mentioned earlier of 810 about some, metro and march madness tom college basketball coming up ncaa tournament the the big 12 uh, uh, basketball tournament just ended so it's that time of year everybody's got their eyes on the television instead of work and filling out brackets and we're going to talk about the next segment of tim and tom
1: fun fact it would take a sloth one month to travel one mile
3: now I'm dominating in the post Damn, see me thumbing through them pesos. Summon everything I pray for. Miles running, what do they know? Draco for you fake hoes. Major moves, we made those. Put my people on payroll. Cut the check when I say so. Them is just my everyday goals.
1: Everything earned. Nothing is given,
0: I know tim and tom
1: it's march and obviously with march that means the ncaa tournament for the majority of office workers uh me included so i guess my first question for you is who this year will have to vacate their national championship (laughs) next year
4: uh yeah that's just easy well arizona seems like the obvious choice right just because they were already tied up in it but I don't know. They really, uh, their head coach, seriously, Miller held down like the gauntlet of uh, I am telling the truth. So I'm not going to bet on them on this end. I'm trying to think of like the the couple of clean guys left, Self and Izzo, and even one of their players got at least mentioned in some of this. Let's let's say uh, Michigan State. Uh, they're, they're a high seed. Izzo's been clean his entire time, and seemingly no one is anymore. But he, he, like Bill Self, at least got the cursory mention in that original like agent's list name. So uh let's go let's go with self. I Jay Wright seems too clean. I don't think it's gonna be him, but uh you gotta choose both a winner and a coach who seems like I don't know, at least there's a slight possibility. And uh since you know, Louisville's out of the mix anymore. They're in the NIT. We can't vote them anymore.
1: Well, let's get back on to the Arizona topic because one question I have is, obviously, you know, they're, they have that huge cloud over their head with the FBI tape and the coach kind of in hot water. Well, he's not in, kind of in hot water. He is in hot water. But their yeah. star player, DeAndre Ayton, or Ayton, I'm not exactly sure how you say Aiden his name. Ayton is the way I've
4: heard it, but sure.
1: Aiden, okay. So, I've heard this. Guy, I've seen him play a little bit, but with West Coast games, you know those games in in the Midwest, you know Kansas City, they're on at like 11:30 at night, so you catch like the first quarter, you know, of, of the game. But my question is, I've heard Jay Billis, I've heard other college experts, you know, equate this guy to like a Wilt Chamberlain-esque type of talent. Is he that good, and is he going to be the guy that? is the breakout star or who else do you see kind of as that breakout star for this March tournament?
4: Aiden could be it because like you mentioned a lot, or at least in Kansas city, because a lot of people haven't watched him play. I've watched him play three times this year. Cause I do try to catch some West coast basketball. Uh, when I get the chance, I'm up late. Um, I certainly put those games on. I've watched him play three times. I think he should be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. I, I know Luka Doncic gets mentioned, right? The foreign player, which obviously none of us have seen. And he's got, Height and skills and all the things you like, too. And Marvin Bagley and certainly Michael Porter Jr. Locally is going to get a look in those top five, too. I think he's the best player in college basketball. I think he's the best player in the country. So he shouldn't be a surprise to most teams, but he might be a surprise to the teams in the Midwest, not realizing the caliber the player is. But they have to go against Kentucky in the second round if Mm -hmm. they go to seed. And Kentucky shooting the lights out of the building. So it's not that they've got an easy turn of event uh, coming right out of that. They get helped by Virginia losing DeAndre Hunter. But honestly, y you'll be like if you haven't watched him play yet and you're good at watching the court, he's like a prototypical NBA player now, right? He's got excellent mm-hmm. size, he's a good rebounder, good passer, good shooter, uh, just dynamite athleticism. He all NBA players now are just all like six eight and can shoot from three. He's that. He falls in the same mold as the rest of those guys as he's a incredibly talented but also super tall, super skilled big man.
1: Another guy that at least I've been keeping track on is Michael Porter Jr. from Mizzou. Obviously he was out all year with the the injury, uh, but now he's back. You know, this is essentially his regular season because he didn't get to play during the regular season. Does he have the most to gain? Like in your opinion, do you think so much attention will be on this tournament as far as what he does in the draft or is it already kind of a lock that he's a top five? I think he's a
4: lottery yeah, I think he's a lottery pick, top ten, no question. I think he's probably five or six in that range now, right? I think he's a lottery pick. Most of the game might be Jonte Porter, because as of most recent I think Draft Express had him as a low like a low first round, like right at the bottom of the first round, top of the second round pick. And every NBA scout is going to be sitting on the Missouri games anyway because of Michael Porter. But I've heard, you know, there was at least a couple of NBA scouts. You know, Jared Sutton comes on my show on 810, and he said he's talked to a couple of scouts that said he can play his way up to the two line. Like, he can play himself up to the third or second pick overall. Like, he might not be the top player picked in the draft, but if he shows up in the NCAA tournament and shows that he's the player that they thought he was, which was the number one recruit coming out of high school, if he's that player in the NCAA tournament, yeah, he can move up a couple of spots, no matter what he's going to be a lottery pick. I mean, he's not moving up, but a couple of spots. There are plenty of other guys, you know, like you go back to when Steph Curry drove through the tournament, and he was thought of highly before. Those are the guys that have more movement, but Michael Porter Jr. has got a lot to play for, even though he'll still be a top-ten pick no matter what happens. He's 6'10 and can shoot and dribble. Yeah. He's, he's just too skilled. It, like NBA teams are like, that guy will play. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he looks like a pro, too. Like, even if I didn't know anything yeah. about him – Just the way he carries himself, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy's obviously a starter for the Bobcats or, you know, someone.
2: He's been planning for this his whole life. He's ready to go. Let's make it happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, if we're going to zero in on some of these local teams, obviously Missouri and K-State have kind of a similar road to handle, so maybe we'll talk about them here in a second. But KU is obviously one of the major favorite teams here. They got a number one seed. They've got two local draws. Things are kind of set up somewhat nicely as much as you can for KU what do you see in future for them what day will make me as a Kansas State fan the happiest day in the tournament when they uh <laughs> finally lose or will they will it be a sad tournament for me well they're not going to lose to Penn I know a couple of people yeah. want to have a little uh, fun with that but they're not losing to the 16 seed
4: please that, I mean that would be incredible um and they're they're a what, better, hey, what like, if what if one of the are guys better than normal
2: what if one of the Penn guys were to like punch uh graham in the eyeball and make his eyeball bleed to where he yeah. couldn't play the game because you know sure that I can like what happened no. that the could happen poker. that could happen right um, yeah like a yeah in kind of that thing.
4: right uh and, and by the way in, in looking back at that injury yeah like Devonte graham looks at his finger like his finger was in the eye socket like you gross eye stuff yeah. like oh no i don't What's on my finger? Like this is no good. Yeah, um, no. that's what it sounded like. Kind of like his finger got in there, which is yeah, gross. Um, freak accident. But they're, not, for
2: sure. God, they're,
4: they're not losing a pen, okay. uh, and I don't think they're losing. Like if you, if you want to take the odds on the second round game, they're not good either. You realize yeah. so in the history of the tournament, teams are sixty-eight and zero in the first in the first round against sixteen versus one. Right? Yeah. They're right. sixty-eight mm-hmm. now. They're renovated. In round two, they're fifty-nine and nine. Ooh, wow. So. You're playing some long odds to think they're going down to Seton Hall, or, yeah sure. because I think that's you know who you know they're not they're not likely to lose that eight nine game. Could it happen? Sure, Kansas has lost to worse teams than let's say if Seton Hall. It advances. They've lost to worse teams than Seton Hall this sure. year. Uh, they've beaten a whole lot better teams than Seton Hall. So can they lose? Sure, but you're playing the long odds by thinking there. And then in the following round, if it goes to seed, it's Clemson or Auburn, both teams that aren't playing their best basketball. Like for me, the round where it seems like. I think Kansas should get to the Elite Eight. They've been to the Elite Eight five of the last eight years. They seemingly get there all the time. Um, that's the round where you start saying, okay, Duke and Michigan State could both be sitting there. And that's where it becomes a problem. Duke is a really talented team and has several NBA players on it. And Kansas might not have a single NBA first-round draft pick this year on the team. Now, as a bouquet, if he ever learns to shoot, could certainly be that. De- you know, uh, De-, De Sosa has looked particularly good lately. Maybe he could jump in there. Um, but, you know, Devontae Graham's not going to the first round. I don't think Malik Newman's going to the first round. Steve's not going to the first round. They don't have a first-round pick this year on the team. Mm-hmm. We trap that back with Kansas. That's a rarity. And so if mm-hmm. I think about where they're at, uh, you know, I, I think it's elite eight where you start talking about where they're going to lose. And if it's before that, it's a disappointment, even though that they're tied to the record for losses for a number
2: one seed in the history of the NFL. So, uh, you mentioned Duke. At what game does Grayson Allen punch somebody in the junk? Uh, is that, like, Elite 8? <laughs> is that Sweet 16? What's your prediction there?
4: I don't think i have to play enough minutes to do it against the 15 seed, right? So, just sure. put me in the round of 32. The okay. next game, right? Um, he got in trouble in the ACC tournament for, like, sticking his ass out on a player, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And cut him down, yep. going down the court. Yeah, he, he can't help and, and, by the way... No, and now people are hypocritical of anything he does. There are plenty of people that try to get big to set a pick of pick up a guy going down the field, and if that were just any other player who didn't have a reputation, I don't think it would have gotten the attention that it got for Grayson Allen. Sure. Uh, but he's earned it. Tripping, high kicks, you know, he's, he's earned every bit of the reputation of being a dirty player. So uh, I would guess round a 32. I'll give him the pass on the 15-round game because they might be so far ahead it won't matter.
1: So we were talking earlier about Arizona and kind of that being almost the worst case scenario for the NCAA to have them win the title because of this FBI investigation. But from aesthetics, just watching the game, Virginia, I've watched a couple of their games, and it seems like that they're winning 42 to 20 every game. And it's just almost... God awful to watch. So are they aesthetically the worst case scenario to go to the national championship game because their defense is amazing, but just like in other sports, you know, chicks dig the long ball, chicks dig you know touchdowns. sixty yard, yeah, sixty yard touchdowns, and they dig you know three point shots from half court. <laughs> they don't dig you know Locked a great, yeah, a great box and one. <laughs> yeah. So are they the worst? I guess. Aesthetically trying to get people to view this tournament as far as being one of those better teams in the in uh, this year's uh, March Madness?
4: Yes, absolutely. By the way, the two worst teams for that, especially the ones who could make a deep run, which are those two. Because Virginia, Tony Bennett's a really good coach, but his style is exactly that. Like just grind you to a halt. Let's both play ugly and we'll win ugly because we know how to mm-hmm. win ugly. And, and, but, but Bennett probably deserves more credit than he does. He gets, he gets his team into one or two seed lines, and high season means it'll turn more than people realize. And then on the opposite end, like, if you're looking for, I don't want to watch some gross non-offense, you know, like, mess, then just just wait until you have to see, like, an Elite Eight run between Cincinnati and Virginia. Because Mick yeah. Cohn's team do the same thing. And yeah. maybe to a lesser degree, because this is the highest seed they've ever been in the NCAA tournament, So two-seed under Mick Cronin. But it's bad. It's gross. And uh, aesthetics-wise, and, you know, Virginia didn't lose a big score in DeAndre Hunter. I mentioned his absence and how that will affect him in the tournament. They didn't lose a big score him, so they didn't drop there. But, yeah, I mean, they, just, they play an old-school style of basketball. They were the best team in the NCAA this year. They were the most yeah. consistent, so
2: I'll give them that. But, yeah,
4: fun to watch, not particularly.
2: So on that, their eight nine draw could be a local te- uh, team in Kansas State. Now you mentioned their six man, one of their you know guys off the bench here, a, a star on their team is out for the tournament. Uh, does that give them any sort of hope? And I'm begging you, please, uh, that, that anything can be pulled off there. You did mention the odds certainly don't play into that favor, so nobody's running to the bank for that. Yes, it gives them a better chance to beat Virginia. I think it gives both them
4: or Creighton a better chance to beat Virginia. But but Kansas State's only gonna go as far as like Dean Wade health. They can right. they can beat Creighton with a seventy percent Dean Wade. They cannot beat Virginia. Like he's gotta be mm-hmm. old Dean Wade. Like Barry Brown, I'm not worried about his injury. Obviously McCall May Ween um yeah. found something he hadn't found in the regular season and went for twenty nine against Kansas in that semifinal. Mm-hmm. But but Dean Wade's their most important player, and more importantly, is their best mismatch. Because he's the type of player now, and maybe a more skilled version of some of those guys, but he's the type of player we're talking about. He's tall. He's skilled. He can shoot the three. He's an athletic big man who they'll throw down in the blocks and move him around. And but like, he's a, he's a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. And that's why, He's so important, plus he just he took it to another level. Now, good news for K-State, if you're, you know, I know you're a big K-State fan, so mm-hmm. good news for you is that literally every single one of their players can return next year. Yeah. Uh, like, someone's got to go because they've got a scholarship offer out. They're trying to recruit a big man out of JUCO, but they're they're pretty much returning. Like, everyone's an underclassman. They don't have a single senior. Everyone so, that mattered. Uh, yeah, this, yes. No, I mean, well, two guys will go, probably. If they get right. the JUCO big man, one guy will go and they've got one more scholarship athlete coming in. Literally everyone else should be back unless yeah. Stokes decides to leave because he's unhappy because mm-hmm. he, he's got a not particularly good reputation as being a good clubhouse guy or locker room guy right now. Right. Uh, most people say he's pouty yeah. um, because, you know, his role, he's not playing well enough. All the things that, you know, come with trouble players sometimes. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, I think they got a good shot against Creighton. Um, you know, I think it's kind of a split. It's a true eight nine game. I think it's a coin flip that they get past that game. And if they do, at least Virginia's one man short. I'd still pick Virginia. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if K State can outplay that defense like can they outrun it to the point or play defense well enough. They rated I think it was Kansas was second to last and K State was dead last in rebounding in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Is that terrible. the kind of you know, is Virginia the kind of matchup you want to be in that? Like, not yeah. exactly, right? It's not a perfect setup for them even after the injury.
2: Yeah, my worry there is, having watched every K-State basketball game, is K-State uh, plays really well uh, when they get out and get in front of the defense. If they let the defense get in front of them, I, I don't care what defense it is, it's not going to go well for them. So, just yeah, kinda... And Virginia's got a pretty good one, so it turns out. So right, yeah. it's a bad matchup for them. They got the worst of the
4: 8-9 draws. Missouri probably got the easiest. Mm-hmm. But of all the 8-9 draws, of any of the ones you could have faced, uh, considering matchup, K-State and Virginia might have been the, the the worst of
2: those. Yeah, you're a smart guy, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, It's talk, not, a, it's not talk, a good setup. On the other side of that coin, though, as we were talking about with Cincinnati and Virginia, uh, one of the most outstanding players that I've seen this season was Trey Young. And at the beginning of this year, man, he was Steph Curry Jr. shooting threes from half court, crossing guys up. Uh, You know, layups that look like uh, Harlem Globetrotter shots, but then almost like in the middle of the season, someone just shot that team and they've been literally limping into this tournament. What do you think happened to them? And can they go anywhere? I mean, Trey Young is one of those guys, like you were saying, Michael Porter, the kid from Arizona. Those are like the real prospects. But Trey Young has that fun style that it seems like the NBA is going towards. Uh, does he and Oklahoma have a chance? Because it seems like when they were announced that no one was happy that they got in. I
4: think they can win their first round game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't pick them in their second round game, but I think they can win their first round game. Part By the way, he started playing bad. K State figured him out first, so congrats, Tim. Yeah, I that, um, that was fun. when the downslide. Be- yeah, that was when the downslide began for Trey Young and conference yeah. play. But you know, for me, I just think that part of their problem is that they just straight up don't play any defense. Like even when they're on offensively, they're letting up a hundred points to Kansas, right? So um, that's not a good sign for them. They don't play enough defense. That's why they can't go deep in the tournament. They'll even when they're having a good night, they might score 110 and let up 120, and so they can't. They just can't participate that way. For as far as Trey Young goes, I think maybe, I think they maybe just misplayed it a little bit. There was talk earlier of, like maybe dialing back his shot selection. There were a couple of games when he took that back and went to the assist numbers instead. And I don't know if he's just like he's he's been a bit not not howdy like Cam Stokes, and certainly that's not the impression you get in the locker room, but he's. You know, he hangs his head. He seems bothered by his bad performance on the court. And I think that that's had a major effect. And they have been cold, does not even begin to describe it. They lost 11 of their last 14 games. Yeah. yeah
1: like, that was bad. This is,
4: I mean, yeah, they were awful to the point that I think, you know, somebody's making the joke like, did they have to lose 20 of their last 15 to miss the NCAA tournament? <laughs> um, I didn't think they were deserving to be in. I was, I was honestly a little surprised that they got the bid. I thought there were better teams in the Big 12, but. When you have Trey Young, and, they, and and here's, I guess, if you're an Oklahoma fan and you want to talk yourself into it, here's how you do it. You look at the teams they've beaten. They've beaten Kansas and Allen mm-hmm. Fieldhouse. They beat Wichita State at Wichita State. They have some good wins, really high-quality wins. And when they were playing their best early in the year, they had it all figured out. But they only go as far as Trey Young goes. Mm-hmm. And so if he's still off, which he's been, the entire back half of the season then they're in deep trouble
2: well and some of that make them in a play where the big 12 teams like you said as we started to figure it out uh knew how to kind of guard around that some of these teams are only going to be looking at the amount of tape they can to get ready for this game with whatever notice they have so there is that chance maybe yeah. of them stealing one or two before somebody catches on but all right yeah well,
4: i mean it, it's not an easy guy
2: to prepare for but yeah just, they just their defense is so bad yeah, I <laughs> can't guard you. anybody. That you know, like that hurts us so bad. So, all right. So, what's your final four? I don't know how many brackets you filled. out I don't know if you're a twenty-five brackets guy or a one and done or what you got. But what? What? Give us a final four here.
4: So for for the
2: show on a
4: ten, we do like we've got a wheel of punishments essentially, and so I'll give you that bracket because that's the one that if you finish last, you have to spin the wheel and possibly get, like, slapped in the face. or, oh, okay. Um, you know, like, it's 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 stuff like, or eat, you know, something like take sh- uh, shots of hot sauce, things Man. like that, right? Yeah. So Ugh. I'll give you that. So I'll tell you, the one stipulation of that bracket was that we had at least one four-seater higher in the final four. So I had Ooh. Gonzaga. On that end of the bracket, well, we just didn't want everyone to play chalk to try to to avoid it. So I have Gonzaga on that. Now, I had Virginia in that bracket that was before the injury. I still think they get by. Although I think Cincinnati, I was getting talked into them the other day um, just because their RPI is a lot better than it's ever been in any of these other years where I felt like they underperformed. But I went with Virginia because I thought that they were the best team. And so I felt good about those two, even though all those are pretty tempting. Duke was in the Midwest and then Villanova. Um, I just, Villanova, if not, they were one of the better teams. They've got a conference player of the year on their team. They've won a national title. Uh, Jay Wright always is underrated come tournament time. So Mm -hmm. that's, those are at least the four. I guess it's, Somewhat chalk-heavy. I don't have a super low seed there in the final. I like Michigan. I think – because I'll do a couple of brackets because we'll do one at work or whatever, nothing crazy. One that I feel like I'm held accountable for, and then other ones I submit for money.
0: Right. Right? Or to not
4: be slapped in the face. Um, I really like Michigan. I had them going in one. Um, Like, my gut bracket, like, just fill it out right now. I had Michigan going. wow. Okay. And at least on one half of the bracket. Um, Duke, you know, seemingly I always had them past Michigan State and always Duke past Kansas just because the elite eight's been their hangup. They're in Kansas is a flawed team. Duke is too, but Kansas is a flawed team. And, um, I've just seen them lose too many ways this year to feel
2: like they were getting any further than that at this point. That's the best <laughs> news I could hear all night. I, uh, I hope that happens. And we, <laughs> hey, so, we, all right. What times can people hear you? You're, you uh, on the AM dial. What times uh, are you on? Seven to 10 Monday through Friday. Yeah, this
4: yeah, week, it's... actually I'm kicked off the air. Um, a couple of times, because of basketball, but mm. uh most
2: nights Monday through Friday, seven to ten p m see how Friday we got 10. in, see how we got in, Tom
1: mm-hmm. of course right
2: clever right. <laughs> well, and all right, how else can people uh they can follow you on the social media? I'm sure sure, yeah, uh well at Cody v tap on Twitter.
4: Uh I'm verified so it makes me... I'm the Ooh, real Cody Tap. Nice. I don't oh. know who those fake people are but yeah. <laughs> I got a blue check and I got the check mark before you could apply for it so it feels even more legitimate. Oh, wow. Um nice. and you know like you can catch podcasts, podcast the show or whatever they're all up at 810 WHB sure, sure. um like, I don't, I don't think – I don't have, like, a personal fan page on Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty boring on there. Mostly it's just, like, photos of my kid, right? Okay. Typical <laughs> Facebook stuff. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm the post-photos-of-your-kid, not post-racist memes guy. So right. there's really two angles you
2: can play on it. Right. Well, you, well we <laughs> appreciate that the, you do the, the, the,
4: the prior there. That's a good one.
2: Well, we appreciate you coming on, and um, uh, we're in agreement. K-State's going to win the whole thing, so I appreciate you filling us yep. in on that and uh we will we'll have you back on some other time we'll talk maybe sometime we'll talk some chiefs and royals and stuff but for now we got to get you back to whatever your your beautiful family right yeah i appreciate it thanks tim thanks tom i appreciate the time
0: tim and tom
2: all right tom k-state winning the whole thing uh it, it seems pretty solid choice to me i don't know why anybody would pick any different
1: well hey let's get right into that right now uh real quick How far, because everyone wants to know, how far do you in your bracket have K-State going?
2: Losing to Virginia in the second round.
1: Okay. Now, let's inform the listeners that we have a little competition here Uh between uh, Tim and Tom. And we haven't decided yet who... what the winner will get or what the loser will have to do. However, we both have filled out brackets. Now, a quick question. Can they see that? Can we share that on our Facebook?
2: I will have to look and see, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we can post it on our Facebook page uh, so you can see our brackets, and then the scoring is done by the computer, so there's no funny business from either Tim yeah. or me. But yeah, you want to get right into it real quick on who who do you have as your final four? Do you have yeah, that?
2: Yeah, let me pull mine up here real quick. I can't see yours. It looks like so. I don't know if anybody else. I've can got see mine.
1: mine. I've got mine.
2: My final four that mm-hmm. we picked or that I picked here mm-hmm. is going to be Virginia, coming out of the south. I'm going to have Villanova coming out of the East, right? Two number one seeds there. Then I'm going to get a little different. I got Duke coming out of the Midwest and North Carolina coming out of the West.
1: Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've got uh, along the same lines, at least with your um, bracket out of the South, I have Virginia. Yep. Then out of the West, I have Gonzaga because I think – Yep. Uh, they're, yeah. they're set up. Yeah. I think they're set up as far as geographically where they're playing, uh, and the, the kind of, uh, teams that they will be playing. I think they're going to be coming out. The one that I just couldn't figure out, I must've filled it out six or seven different times. And every time I had someone different and I still don't feel confident at all, uh-huh. but I have Purdue mm-hmm. coming out of the yeah. East. Yeah. And yeah, then, a lot of
2: people are saying that too. They're saying they're really set up to kind of make a deep run.
1: But then, but then they're also the Purdue is is kind of like the Chiefs, where you're like, wow, they started off five 0 and, oh, and then like in the in the tournament, they'll they'll probably lose their first game. <laughs> like, I'm not shocked if they lose their yeah, first game. Well, you know. Yeah, it's a, and then in the Midwest, I just even though Cody just shared with us about uh, being a flawed team, I just until. I don't know, with Kansas, I just feel like until it happens, I'm not gonna bet against it. And obviously they do have the most losses as a number one seed and you know, so on and so forth. However, out of the Midwest, I have Kansas just because I don't trust Duke. I think Duke is Grayson Allen, if Grayson Allen is a focal point on your team, your team sucks. <laughs> and like I just I think that, you know, like when it comes down to it. And so I yeah. just, I have Kansas, right. you know.
2: Yeah, I get you. I get you, but not Michigan State, huh? Because they always make those deep runs more than anybody thought they would. You know.
1: Yes, but here's the thing, and and this is kind of college. So I I don't follow follow college basketball uh, like I used to at all. But from being a sports fan since you know diapers, yeah, it always seems like Coach week. K. Yeah, right. it always seems like Coach K beats Tom Izzo. Yeah, like right. when when the rubber meets the road. Coach K beats Tom Izzo every single time. So I have Kansas and Michigan State, and I was just like, you know, as sure as you know the sun comes up in July, Coach K will beat Tom Izzo. Yeah, that's why I when they're coaching against each other, over yeah, Michigan
2: State. I just think they'll beat KU just because I don't think KU's deep enough now in the Big Twelve tournament. Their guys that we thought, oh, now they've got to play those bench guys. Ha, ha, ha. Well, surprise, they showed up and scored 30. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, that could happen, but I don't know if you're going to sustain that over time with all the travel. all the thing. there was a reason you were a bench guy and everybody said you sucked all season long. I'm just hoping that. And then be.
1: who is your national championship game and winner?
2: I've got Virginia over Duke. Uh, that's uh, now I'm worried about that now because of the uh, injury to, oh, what's his name that Cody talked about? In Virginia. So I'm a little worried that Virginia is actually going to fall maybe somewhere along the line. So that mm-hmm. probably blows that up, but I still, you know, I still, I'm just still, I'll, I'll roll with that. You know, why not? We, we locked it in and I didn't want to go through changing it now because then I'd second guess every game. So
1: exactly. So yeah, I've got Virginia over Kansas. So we both have Virginia winning the national championship. Uh, I think that will suck for everyone. Um, But like Cody said, they've been the best team consistently throughout the year. And I always bet on that. I I know that the tournament Uh, and really sports is random as is random gets, but it's a league where parody is like so common now. I mean, look how many times Kansas lost to a team like Oklahoma, right? Like parody is starting to be more and more in college basketball. I, for me, if that's the case, I always go with consistency. And man, it's going to be like a twenty-three to seventeen national yeah. championship game.
2: Well, so that game, I think if you get that game, it's going to go one of two ways, and it all depends on KU shooting. They go, they either play a game lights out where they're shooting near seventy percent from the three, or they don't and they struggle and they, or they get beat. And so if they don't hit lights out like that, then you'll see that long boring game. But if they do hit lights out, well, I think KU would be pulling down there. Uh, Next national championship, if you got to that game.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: Thank you to Cody Tapp. Uh, Again, listen to him on 810. Uh, He has bumped a couple nights this week because of the uh, March Madness tournament. Uh, But give him a listen. He obviously has great insight into college basketball, Chiefs, Royals, uh, and so many other sports. Um, So give him a listen. And I guess after this... We're going to get into the events, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, we're going to talk about some events. Tom scours the local internet uh, event pages and finds some of the coolest, neatest, uh, wonderful events happening around the metro in the upcoming few days for you to enjoy. And we will do that in the next segment when we come back to Tim and Tom.
1: Fun fact, in 2016, a woman in China got her 20 boyfriends to gift her an iPhone 7S each. Then then sold them all and bought a house. <laughs> yeah!
3: His word stood on his own, stood against what was wrong. I just can't understand that you gone. This hurt me to the core. Used to say when I got on, I would take you on tour. You'd be my backup dancer, see the world and explore. If only it happened sooner, bro, I should have done more. Think about the last time we spoke, reminiscing while we spoke. Now here I am taking toast while I toast to your ghost. Your spirit always got a feature when I'm coming through these speakers. Wasn't blood, but it was deeper. I'm forever my brother's keeper Wait of love on my shoulder Forever my brother's keeper I thought that it would be easier than this Forever my brother's keeper
0: Tim and Tom
2: This episode of Tim and Tom is brought to you by Your Business Tim and Tom's listeners could be hearing about Your Business right now They could be hearing your business's address, or your business's website address, or even your business's phone number, but they're not hearing that right now, are they? If you want the listeners of Tim and Tom to know more about your business, contact us at timandtomkc at gmail.com.
0: Tim and Tom.
2: Tom, I think I've got nothing scheduled for this weekend. I'm sure my wife has plenty scheduled for me, but uh, I'm not aware of what I'm supposed to be doing. So what would you tell me I'm supposed to be doing?
1: Oh man, do I've got a great list of events for you coming up in March of 2018, the year of the new idea. Here we go. Starting it off first, March 19th at the Sprint Center, one of the most iconic bands of all time, will be here as the Eagles will yeah. be playing.
2: Oh, the Eagles! Uh, so many amazing songs. We uh, we were just looking over the list of what should we play, and of course, we said it on this one. But I mean, just. Uh, there's so many. The Eagles are such oh. an iconic band.
1: Yeah, so if you don't know, we're right now we're playing Hotel California. They also have Take It Easy, Life in the Fast Lane, One of These Nights, Desperado, and that's just their iconic hits. They got some deep cuts that'll put the hair on your back, tingling and making you feel all types of ways. It all is right. one of the best bands of all time. Obviously, there's been some changes because with health issues and some deaths, it's not the original band, but it's still the Eagles Mm -hmm. and at the sprint center, which if you've ever been to a concert there, you know, there can't ever be a real bad show unless the sucks. And this artist doesn't suck. Uh, So it is going to be a great time. That is Monday, March 19th at eight o'clock sprint center, 1407 grand Boulevard, Kansas city, Missouri. All right, next event for you, March twenty third. This is going to be a fun one. I've actually never been, but I've heard great things about it. It's the seventieth anniversary of the Greater Kansas City Home Show.
2: Yeah, uh, I've been to plenty of these, man. These are these are fun, uh, especially for the homeowners, Obviously, uh, you know you like to uh, to look at what's out there and and what people are doing and what's going on and what you can do with your place and all that kind of stuff. So those are always fun. Love
1: this. Yeah. Now this is going to be March 23rd through March 25th. Um, it's going to be, it says it's hosted by arrow renovations and it's at 301 West 13th street in Kansas city, Missouri. Uh, like I said, I've never been, but I've always heard great things. You have been to these. Uh, and like you said, if you are a homeowner and you want to renovate a kitchen or uh, you know, get some new gutters or whatever it is for that home, Go to the Greater Kansas City yeah. Home Show, March there's, 23rd through the 25th.
2: There's even so much there, too, because you'll be surprised, that if, especially if you haven't been to one. And let's say you're like, oh, man, I know the my heating and air sucks. I probably need a uh, you know, new AC or something. So you're walking around there. You may be surprised some of the stuff they can do for, like, they'll say hey we can give you a whole house test on your on your ductwork and tell you where there's any leaks and fix that and just with this simple test and i mean you know because technology's advanced and stuff so it's a really neat thing to go to just just out of sheer curiosity of what's what's new going around in the home world these days so it's a fun time
1: definitely now this next event i am very excited about i actually might be taking part Assuming I am available, this is going to be, you know, because sometimes my job makes me work on the weekend. So I'm not available to always go to these events uh, unless it's the day of. But this is really cool. Um, It's going to be Saturday, March 24th from one to five at the Chesterfield, which is going to be 1400 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, This is going to be the Mr. Rogers Kindness Crawl. Now, this is what I'm going to read from them. First off, it must be 18 years or older, but you can join Check. the Kansas City. Yep, Join Kansas City PBS And our community partners Including Serve KC For the KCPT Mr. Rogers Kindness Crawl Adult participants will use The KC Streetcar A.K.A. our neighborhood trolley Because of course that's what we're calling it During this To make a series of stops with activities Focused on helping the community Like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich For someone in need uh, With the initiative PB&J Writing a message to a senior Receiving a box of food from Harvest uh creating a toy for a dog at wayside waves or assembling welcome materials for a family that will be distributed through the kc for refuge uh at the chesterfield at the alamo draft house in kansas city so this is going to be so cool um as i mentioned it's going to be saturday march 24th from one to five it starts at the chesterfield it's in association with kcpt the alamo draft house uh you're gonna be on the Kansas City streetcar. They're gonna rename it for that event, the neighborhood trolley. And if you yeah. don't know what the neighborhood trolley is, why have you never watched Mr. Rogers? Oh my yes. God. You have to wear a red sweater. Like you have to wear the, yes. the, the, the red sweater jacket. I mean, yeah, oh, you gotta do to sing the song. Um
2: this uh sounds like an amazing event. I can't believe this is this this is not the first time they're doing this?
1: Not that not that I'm aware of. This is the first time. Uh, that I have heard of this. Uh, if you are interested, like I am, uh, tickets are now on sale at www.eventbrite.com. So that is www.eventbrite.com.
2: Yeah, this is a super fun thing. If you're out there involved in this, uh, share with us on the social medias. We're at Tim and Tom KC on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, pretty simple to find us. Uh, share us videos, uh, photos. We want to see what you're doing out there because this thing sounds amazing. I encourage I everybody just, to go I, do this.
1: I just clicked the link. You know how much tickets are? Uh,
2: $5. $5. I bet if you see Tom out there and you ask him nicely, he might buy you a ticket.
1: You never know. Might. You, catch me, yeah, might. you catch me in the right mood, I might, might. buy you hey, uh, a ticket and her. then you – exactly I might buy you a ticket and then ask for a uh, beverage later you never know
2: right see see who knows Uh, kindness begets kindness right so Mm -hmm. I like that yeah all
1: right now let's end uh, this list of events with a great musical act Uh, this is gonna be on March 24th at the record bar coming to us from the West Coast we have the Mowgli's
2: Yeah, good song.
1: So this song is called San Francisco. It was made popular, uh, not through the world series, but sure. it became a little bit more popular than what it already was because, uh, in 2004 or 2015, the 2014, 2015 baseball season in the world series was the San Francisco giants taking on the Kansas city Royals. So, there was also, at the same time, a song called Kansas City done by, um, uh, oh, what, what are they called? The the Basement. um, Johnny Depp's in it and the guy from, oh, goodness, I'm blanking on the, on the band. Anyhow, the song was called Kansas City. And the Basement Tapes or something like that, I can't remember. Uh, I see you looking it up, so I'll let you look it up. Um,
2: basement Tapes, uh, Marcus Mumford, Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah, Mumford and Sons, right. uh lead singer Johnny Depp was playing guitar like he thought he was, but he really wasn't doing anything. Anyhow, so in San yeah, Francisco, this, this song
2: here was on your
1: That's going back to Kansas City. Yeah. Right. So, going back to the Mowgli's, during the the World Series in San Francisco, the city they banned the song Kansas City. So as a tongue-in-cheek in in response, 96.5 then banned the song San Francisco, which you just heard from the Mowgli's, in Kansas City. Now, fast forward after the World Series, uh, at the ceremony for the uh, lighting at the Plaza, the Mowgli's came, performed that song, except for replaced it with San Francisco to Kansas City, and uh, they love it here. Uh, They always put on a great show. Again, that's the Mowgli's at the record bar. 96.5 The Buzz presents uh, the Real Good Life Tour 2018. Um, So, yeah, check them out if you get a chance. Also, and I cannot stress this anymore. Check out the Mr. Rogers Kindness Crawl. Uh, Then also before that, you have the Greater Kansas City Home Show. And then as I started this whole list off on March 19th at the Sprint Center, one of the most e- iconic bands of all time, the Eagles.
0: Tom's favorite.
1: Okay, so I will go first. And mine is about radio efficacy, right? So we've been in radio for multiple years. We've been doing a podcast uh, for almost five years. Yeah, in in a in our last podcast, we would get a little crazy. We would, uh, yeah, we would have a little bit of a meltdown uh, just about you know the topics we were covering. Uh, with this one, you know, we're cleaning it up a little bit. We're we're being a little bit more professional, I guess. But that doesn't mean that everyone who is on the radio or doing a podcast is cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy uh, out of New York. His name is Don Lagreca. Uh, he is a bit of a hothead, He's yeah, a bit a of an bit. old school, uh, old school thought as far as how the game should be played, how the game should be viewed. And if you disagree with him, uh, he, he typically gets mad. So this guy, a few months back actually went viral the first time and we'll play that video now for you. Uh, and then I'll get into my favorite thing of the week.
2: i sad that the Red Jays offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem. That like, the, the when, Giants' offensive line that they're record-breaking doing all. When I talk when I talk, when I talk Pythagorean theorem, I sound like that. No, oh. the people that trust the oh. Pythagorean
4: theorem, okay. the people that listen to the Pythagorean theorem, the people that sit there at their desk that only know the naked body through National Geographic, that do the math to come up with the Pythagorean theorem. That's what they sound like. <laughs>
2: it! Wow. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40. years. That's one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. And they have not gone this long without scoring 20 points since 77-78 when Joe Pissarczyk was their quarterback. Patterson played Joe. So take that with your Pythagorean theorem. The Joe Pissarczyk theorem.
1: Uh, obviously that's my spirit animal, uh, Don LaGreca <laughs> and Don LaGreca fast forward to this week. Oh man. You know, he just couldn't take it. And this time when you get so upset and I've been there, who hasn't been there, right? Yeah. You get so upset when you're trying to debate a topic and then things just around you fall apart and then you're just upset about the quality around you. So Don went viral again, uh, this time. Because of equipment malfunction. The, the
2: Don, the, oh, the, the greco Polian fight is the type of fight where if you, you know, you have
1: first row tickets,
2: Listen, ringside, uh, right? I got news for you. If it's a physical fight, uh, I don't like uh, uh, no Ringside chances. tickets to this fight, and throughout the fight, you're getting pelted with Don saliva. At least and Bly- I had, and I'm going to call you out, Michael, because I think Peter has the guts. I at least had the guts to step into the ring. I have an opinion I, going up against I, the whole I office General Manager I, I disagree with, I disagree. and I went into the ring. I, you wouldn't no, have done God, it. I be like, right, Bill, you're right. Let's move on to no, another no, no. question. First all, I stepped I, into the I, ring. I, I firmly garbage. Look at this garbage. Oh, <laughs> 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 he literally threw this microphone that fell. <laughs> <laughs> he's telling me to fix the mic? Is that what he's doing, Peter? I, I got to tell you, in all my years, never seen anything like that. The whole... How fast can yes get a replay of that? Because his mic completely fell apart. Right. It fell into his hands.
4: Right. So he was not He's only lost his mind. Well, he was not only I, I think that was a rant. Well, remember, he was pummeled by an eighty something year old man. <laughs> destroyed. So and then afterwards has his
2: team beaten him it, up. It, yeah.
1: So yeah, that was so for those who maybe not uh were unable to follow along or you hadn't heard about the story, uh as Don was trying to Uh, debate his point about how he can go into the arena and give a good hot take. His microphone fell into his lap. It was mounted in front of him and it fell uh, onto his lap. And my favorite thing of the entire clip is as he walks away and throws the door open, he yells, fix that. As if he can't (laughs) fix that. Isn't that the best? Oh, man. Professionalism. It'll get you everywhere, including the number one market in the United States. Tim's favorite.
2: My favorite thing of the week, Tom, is something that you're probably going to hate, and it is the Sporting KC. I was watching this game Saturday, and you remember one of your complaints when you talked about soccer is uh, the scoring is tie games, boring, uh, yada, yada, yada. Well, uh, specifically, Sporting KC has been known for being one of the best defensive teams in MLS. And as you kind of alluded in our conversation with Cody, not a sexy thing to watch. Right. Nope. So in last season where sporting got into the problem is uh, the last six games or so they did great. They stopped every team to like one goal. but They couldn't score at all. So they decided, all right, this season, we're going to, you know, ship some guys off, get some better scores in here. Right. So they did that. And this game, Tom was, they had a two, nothing lead. The sporting case he did for most of this game, Tom, it was getting boring. I was like, all right, well, whatever. We're getting ready to go to the skating rink uh, that we had talked about and everything. Uh, suddenly uh, the Chicago team scores one. We're like, Oh, two, one. It's kind of you know close again, but eh, mm-hmm. we've gone two thirds of this game. Uh, you know, what I mean, to this point, they only had two. There's one. Uh, what could happen? And I mean, in a quick fashion, boom, they score again. Now it's two two, and you're like, ah, what? Like, man, it took this long for them to get two. They better find a way to get one more because now it's two two. You don't want to tie. So then, Chicago scores again, Tom, and it's two to three, and you're just like, wait a minute, <laughs> why is this happening? What is going on? <laughs> and you're like, this sucks. Like, well, now I think we lost the game. And again, this has all happened in a span of like five minutes and we're still, and all of us are getting ready to leave the house. And so we're, somebody's putting it on their phone while we're taking it in the car. I'm like, all right, well, they're gonna have to figure something out. And then sporting scores all of a sudden you're like, Hey, tie it again. And this is all happening in the last like 10 minutes of the game. Right. And you're just like, great. All right, cool. We tied, man. Hopefully, we can hold on to that. And then, like another minute later, they score again. They scored five times in like seven minutes in this game to end the game, and then hold on at the end uh, with the last few minutes and the and the extra time they add on. Um, it's a. I've started watching a lot more soccer because my son got into it, and it mm-hmm. can just be a very fast-paced, action-filled game. Can be. Right? There are games where it cannot be, uh, but this was definitely one of them. It was, can- it was Sporting KC, Chicago Fire in Chicago. KC finding a way to do what they have been unable to do uh, as of the end of last year and was score some points when needed. Goals, excuse me, when needed. So that was, I think that was my favorite thing of the week was the Sporting KC game.
1: I like it. Well, good for you. Sporting KC. Go sports. Way to go, sports. <laughs> go sports. Yeah, way to go, sports.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: I like this episode. I like that I have filled out the perfect bracket. Uh, On next week's episode, we'll figure out what the loser has to do or what the winner gets. We'll figure out all those details. We'll also share our uh, brackets on our Facebook page. And uh, if you want to follow along, feel free to check that out. Like it, share it, uh, subscribe to it, as they say. Yep. And uh, I guess next week we will be back as I will be victorious and Tim will be a loser.
2: Nope, that's not gonna happen and next week it won't even be done so
1: there'll be that you watch by stuff. the time by the time so- <laughs> that next week's episode we will have already known that i've already made all the right picks right yeah that you're still
2: batting 100 and i will have picked everything right so, yeah um, exactly. yes so do that in the meantime if you're looking for some of your favorite team that's in, in the NCAA tournament gear head on over to amazon.com but don't do it Directly, like I said, go to timandtomkc.com first and click our Amazon link. You can buy all that stuff for the same price you were going to buy if you went directly to Amazon. They're going to give us a little bit of the money, and that's going to help us. And it's a little contribution for you know entertaining you for the last hour or so, right? And we did a damn good job of that, don't you
1: think, Tom? I do. And you know what? Before we get out of here, as the tournament starts. Uh, I just want to leave this episode by saying, go Creighton.
2: Oh, geez. You're a terrible human being. So on that note, <laughs> I hope all the bad things in the world happen to you and only you. And we will come back next week for more Tim and Tom.
1: Fun fact, Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada and the most popular pizza in Australia, accounting for 15% of pizza sales. Hawaiian pizza, Australians. And it was made by Canadians. Who knew? Who knew?
3: If I act like I don't realize it, they'll be quick to let them things ring if you don't keep it quiet. The pride that live inside us won't let us just live in silence. Treat us like we some animals, say that we prone to violence. This feeling felt across the nation with issues that we be facing. now a parking ticket, come a life or death situation. Someone tell them, they don't
0: know about it. Tim and Tom.